What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. What is going on everyone? My name is Andy. Welcome back to another FPL video. In this one, it's the Double Game Week 25 preview where I'm going to go through a bunch of your questions and give you my opinion. I should say that I'm recording this on Tuesday afternoon. It's currently 2.51pm UK time. Uh, the reason I'm saying that is because I won't have seen the Man City Champions League game before this video gets recorded, right? The only way to get out on Wednesday this week is for me to record it on Tuesday. Usually, I do my best to record the video the same day I put it out. But just on this occasion, it's not possible. It shouldn't make a huge difference, though, because if there's anything major from that Man City game, I've got team selection on Thursday and final thoughts on Friday, plus deadline stream on Saturday. So anything major, I will cover there. And there should still be some pretty good questions uh, that I've gone through in this one. So if you enjoy it, give it a like. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. And let's get into it. So first question, and one a lot of people are going to ask this week, what do you do if Salah is fit for Saturday? And I think the correct answer for most FPL managers is sit back, relax, and stick to whatever plan you already had for game week 25 and almost just forget about him unless you've got a good route back to him. And by that, I mean being able to get him for free or even maybe for a minus four at the absolute most. Once you start removing good double game week players or taking minus eights, minus 12s, I just don't see how it's worth it. And you would have to be super convinced that he's fully fit to start both games to start doing you know crazy hits like that and bear in mind with Haaland when he came back from injury it was one game off the bench and then he started the one after that so even if Klopp says he's available for Saturday I'm not sure I can convince myself that Salah is then going to start both games and get 80 to 90 minutes in both of them right that would seem quite unlikely and a lot of people have pointed out about how fit Salah has been over the last kind of six seven years at Liverpool and he hasn't missed most game, uh, a lot of games. And I get that. But he is now injured, right? And that doesn't happen often either. So we're not quite sure how he's going to come back from that. I'd be really surprised if the first game back isn't off the bench. So I just don't think it works. Like if I look at my own team, even if Trent was completely ruled out, right? And let's just go for, I don't know, someone cheap like Diego Carlos, right? From Aston Villa. That gives me 4.2 million to spend. To get Salah in, I would have to sell. In fact, I can't even get him for Jota because I think he's 12.6 or something. That He's 13 million, right? So I can't get him for Jota. And even for Salah, I'm 0.1 million off. Uh, sorry, even yeah for Saka, right? So if I want to do Saka to Salah, I'm 0.1 million off if I do Trent to Carlos. So I've either got to take another hit or I've got to get someone cheaper than Carlos. And that's not going to help me later down the line with all the blanks and doubles that we got to contend with coming up. And also, I'm still not going to captain Salah even if I get him in my team. So. I think like if you can go to him in one move 
or for a minus four and you're sure he's going to start that Brentford game, then great, go for him. But for most other people, you're just going to have to ignore him. And I think it's worth remembering Liverpool blank in 26. And that makes a huge difference because at other times in the season, you'll have a team that maybe doubles, but then plays the next day or the next week, sorry. And they might have a good fixture. It makes more sense to kind of hit them in. So for example, right, in game week 28, you've got Bournemouth with a double, really good one on paper, and Luton as well. If Bournemouth suddenly had a fixture in 29, it would make way more sense to hit their players in in 28 because they've got two fixtures then and one in 29. With Liverpool, it's a little bit different. I know how good Salah is, right? You don't have to tell me. But I think in this case, most people are just going to captain Haaland anyway. And I just don't think it's worth it for Salah. And that's not the only reason to bring him in your team. But it's a lot of money for someone that I don't think is guaranteed to start twice, no matter what Klopp says, and that you're not going to captain either. So just sit back, relax, and try and enjoy it, even though it'll be painful to go without a fit Salah. So is it worth a minus four to get a Liverpool defender for double game week 25? And I think this depends on a few things. One, who is the Liverpool defender? In my opinion, the only one I would even look at bringing in for a minus four is Virgil van Dijk. I think every other Liverpool defender just has too much risk that they only start one game. Could Canate or Bradley or Robertson start both games? It's a possibility, right? Especially if Trent is ruled out for Connor Bradley. But it is not a guarantee because Gomez can fill in some of those positions as well. So Van Dijk's the only one I would think about. I wouldn't sell another double game week defender for a minus four to get a Liverpool one. So if you're sat there with a Man City defender, unless they're completely ruled out, I would just play them and hope for the best. And then it really depends on which single game week player you're selling and who you're benching in turn. And I'll tell you why I say that. I think there's two two kind of players slash teams that I'd be unsure about having to bench because I'm taking a minus four to get a Liverpool defender in. So for my team, for example, I've got Trent, Gabriel and Doughty. Let's just pretend I didn't have Trent and I was playing Saliba instead. Is it worth a minus four to get Van Dyke to then not play one of my Arsenal defenders? I'm a little bit unsure about that because I think there's a good chance that Arsenal get a clean sheet. So forget about bonus and attacking returns. We'll just call that six points and just hope they don't get a yellow card. Can Van Dyke get 10 or more to repay that hit? I def definitely think it's possible because he has goal threat himself. Brentford away, Luton at home on paper is not bad. But I don't think it's a certainty, right? And you're going to have to sell them, for most people anyway, in game week 26. So I would probably do it, but I'd be cautious enough about it for Arsenal. And then the other player is Trippier because although Newcastle's defensive numbers haven't been great, you know, is he going to be getting at least six points against Bournemouth? I think there's a pretty good chance of that. So again, can Van Dyke get 10 or more? That's the way that I would be looking at it. For most other players, I'd probably take the risk, right? And just hope for the best. But that is because I've got that attitude towards double game. It's of trying to be all in where possible. Like if Trent is ruled out um, completely, then I would probably rather get Van Dyke and spend that extra minus four next week than play one of my Arsenal defenders. But I do think it's close. And if you're sat there and you're not sure and you really just want to play the Arsenal boys, then don't take that minus four, right? And just leave Van Dyke one less thing to deal with in game week 26. Outside of that, I think, unless I'm unless there's someone I haven't considered, most other single game weeks, I would just take the chance on the double game week defender. But for me, it's Van Dyke or no one. I wouldn't bring Trent in now, even if Klopp says he's fine. I think Van Dyke's the only one likely to play both of those games. I'm sure in hindsight, when I'm sat here this time next week, there will be another Liverpool defender that plays twice. They'll probably go and nick a goal or something like that. I'm just not sure I'd be confident enough in predicting who uh, who that will be. So what are my thoughts on rolling a transfer in game week 25 in order to deal with blank game week 26? 
versus attacking the double in 25 and having to take hits in 26 instead. Now, I answered a very similar question to this last week. I think it was in the final thoughts video. So I'll try and keep it quick. And to this is how I would think about it, right? To keep it simple. If you're making a transfer in game week 25, and that is going to cause you to take a minus four in game week 26, will that transfer net you four points or more, right? That's all you really have to think about without trying to make it too complicated. So if you're looking at making a move and you think there's a really good chance that you get more than four points back, then great, go ahead and do it. If you're unsure and it's quite close, I personally would lean towards just going for the extra double game week player and hoping it pays off. You could just say, well, I don't want to do that, right? It depends what kind of FPL manager you are. And if you're looking at it thinking, well, I'm just doing it because they've got two fixtures, but realistically, I don't think this is going to pay back the four points, then I wouldn't do it, right? I would just get through to 26 and just have that extra transfer or one less hit to take. That's how I would look at it. So again, to come back to the Arsenal defender um, example that I just talked about with, you know, taking the minus four for a Liverpool defender, if I have to sell, sorry, if Trent is completely ruled out, I will probably take the risk of going to Van Dyke for a minus four instead of just playing Saliba. But if it was Regulon that I was thinking about bringing in, do I think that Regulon can outscore Saliba by more than four points? I don't think there's a huge chance of that. So I probably wouldn't make that move. And obviously you can weigh up the same thing when it comes to attackers, forwards, goalkeepers, whatever it is you're thinking about. But that's what I would consider. If I make this move in 25, and it's going to cost me four points in 26. Will the move net me more than four points? If it's likely, go for it. If not, maybe avoid it. So nice and simple, do we keep or sell Cole Palmer? And I'll tell you one thing you don't do, and that is bench him in game week 24 like I did. That's another 10 points missed out on, but I'll talk about that a bit more in tomorrow's team selection video. But ultimately, if you're thinking about getting rid of him, the question I would ask yourself is, does my team improve if I sell Cole Palmer? And by improve, I mean gets you an extra double game weaker in 25, might let you manage 26 a bit easier, lets you prepare for the double in 28, whatever it might be. If your team improves, then it is reasonable to sell him, right? He is a great FPL asset, but he is not so essential that you can never get rid of him. I mean, look at what's already happened this season. I've had Salah, then I've sold him. I've had Harlan, then I've sold him. Cole Palmer is no different. If it makes sense, then you should do it. Now, sometimes when I say stuff like that, and then I don't sell him from my own team, people get a little bit, you know, kind of suspicious about why that is, as if I'm trying to get people to get rid of him because I think he's great. But ultimately, it is team dependent, right? I know everyone hates hearing that, but that is the case. For your team, it might make a lot of sense to get rid of him. For my team, it might not. So if we look at how my team is currently set up, my seven attackers that I'm playing are Jota, Darwin, Foden and Haaland, all got double game weeks. Saka against Burnley, Richarlison against Wolves, and Watkins against Fulham. I think most people watching would agree, out of my eight attackers, with those fixtures I've just spoken about, Palmer is the one to bench. So I don't necessarily need him this week, but if I sell him, I've got to bench one of those seven attackers, and there's just no need to do that. Now again, coming back to the Trent example, if he was completely out, then I might decide not to sell him to van dyke but let's just say get a player in that's going to play in double, uh, sorry in blank game week 29 diego carlos again i am thinking about him a little bit that would give me enough money because i freed up the liverpool spot as well to do palmer to diaz now in that case maybe i would sell palmer and then bench one of saka watkins or richarlison but as things stand right now when i don't know what's happening with trent i'm not going to force palmer out of my team to bench one of those good 
seven attackers. So for my team, it doesn't make sense. For your team, it might make a lot more sense, not only for 25, but you're also removing one player that will play in 26. Just keep in mind, if Leeds beat Chelsea in the FA Cup, Palmer will play in 29, and then all of a sudden he'll become a lot more valuable. But the odds will say that Chelsea will win that game, and you're not going to find out until 27 anyway. So you might get extra points in 25 or 26. It doesn't even matter if you sold Palmer, even if he plays in 29. So do you keep or sell him? That's really up to you. Depends on your team. So is Regulon at Brentford a solid pick? I would say he might end up being a solid pick, but I'm not yet completely convinced, right? And let's be real. The only reason we're talking about him is because he got a 12-pointer last week. And that's fine. We can be honest about that. That's the only reason that I've looked at him as well. I hadn't really considered him before that. And I know they've got a double this week. A guaranteed game in 26, a guaranteed game in 29. But we already knew that information before game week 24. So the 12-pointer has kind of made us think about him a little bit more. And it's not necessarily a bad thing, right? It shows that he's nailed on. He started the last few games. He can still be attacking as well. I just think the fixtures they've got are not fantastic. And I just wonder whether you'd be given up a better defender just because they don't have a game in 29 or something like that. So we know for Brentford... The fixtures in um, 25, let me remember which game week we're in, are pretty terrible, right? For a defender, they're, they're absolutely awful. Having to play both Liverpool and Man City, two of the best attacks in the league. Then their guaranteed fixture in 26 is West Ham away. That's not completely easy either, at least to get a clean sheet. And can Brentford go and win the game? Absolutely. But I would probably see West Ham scoring in that. And then in 29, it's Burnley away, which to be fair is not that bad. If I had Regulon, I'd be more than happy to play him. So you might say that, look, if I had to play him against West Ham away and Burnley away, it's not the end of the world. And if you can bench him for 27 and 28, which are pretty bad as well, then fair enough. Right? I don't think he's terrible, but I'm just not sure. Like, maybe if it funds another big move for you, and then you've got that security later on, then fine. But if you're sat there on the fence about whether to wildcard early in 26 or 27, I'm not sure I would go there because you're getting him in for awful fixtures and then maybe got the chance to just get rid of him on wildcard either. So, yeah, I mean, the reason I don't want to say it's terrible is because I might yet go there. Or I can just see myself doing it to have the extra game, to have that 26 for it and 29. But the fixtures overall for Brentford are just not that good. And they're an okay defense, but they're not elite or anything like that. And look, he has shown that he, he can still be attacking, which we have seen in the past. He put up 0.31 expected assists against Wolves. Obviously, walked away with an assist and a 12-pointer. But it, it just feels like a little bit knee-jerk. But to be honest, I like the price. So I wouldn't completely rule it out. I, I think solid pick is probably a bit too much. Is he an okay pick? Yeah, he could end up being one. So this is a good follow-on question from the Regulon one. Who are the best defenders to target between now and game weeks 30 or 31 when most people will wildcard? I do think, by the way, that 26 and 27 wildcards will become a lot more popular after game week 25 because there's a lot of hits already to take. A few more injuries will tilt people into using it. Myself included, by the way. Right now, I'm thinking about using it in 30 or 31, but I could end up using it a bit earlier. But anyway, right, that's uh, going off on a tangent a bit. In order to, sorry, and then it goes on to say, in order to best navigate the blanks and doubles without using chips. Now, I've thought about this a little bit. Ultimately, I don't think there is a perfect defender. Either they're likely to blank in 29, or they do blank in 26, or they play for a team that's not very good defensively, or they don't have much attacking threat. There is no perfect defender, which is why 
I wouldn't completely rule out Sergio Regadon, especially if you've used your free hit a wild card already. It might be worth going for someone like that. I think the most the main teams that I'd be looking at who've got like either extra fixtures or they're just a really good defense are Aston Villa, Luton, who obviously double in 25, blank in 26, but also double again in 28 and have a good chance of playing in 29. Regulon, who we just talked about. Um, West Ham, so players like Zuma. Uh, Pedro Porro for Spurs, so they blank in 26, but they definitely play in 29. Bournemouth, who don't have a blank in 26. They probably will in 29, but they double in 28, so they've got an extra fixture there. And on paper, um, really good double as well. And then you've got Arsenal defenders, which aren't super expensive still, especially Gabriel. He's 5.1 million, looks pretty nailed at the moment. And yes, they will likely blank in 29, but there's no blank before that. And they are the best defense in the league, and they've got pretty good fixtures. So I think, like, if you haven't already got an Arsenal defender, or you've only got one, I don't think it's completely unreasonable to add another one in, right? Because the next four fixtures are Burnley away this week, Newcastle at home in 26, Sheffield United away in 27, and Brentford at home in 28. Apart from the fact they will almost certainly blank in 29, those four fixtures are decent. So, again, you'll have to weigh it up for your own team. And I think one thing to consider is if you're going for a cheap defender to cover certain weeks, if you don't need them in the other weeks, then it doesn't matter so much what the fixtures are. Obviously, there might be an injury you might have to call upon them. But for the most part, I would look at the game weeks you actually need them in. So if you're thinking about getting a defender in to play every single week, then I don't think you can really go wrong with Arsenal for the next four weeks, even if it then adds another transfer down the line in 29. And one thing to kind of keep in mind with game week 29, all it will take is one or two fixtures that we're not expecting to be on because of a cup upset in the FA Cup fifth round. And all of a sudden, that will look a lot easier to manage anyway. So it's easy to say and not necessarily... Um, so easy to actually do but you want to kind of find that balance and if you think the rest of the defenders are awful even if that potentially adds another transfer in 29 itself i'd really look at another arsenal defender if you're not already on one or two um outside of that it's probably the wrong time to buy a spurs defender because they will blank in 26 it's no double this week um doughty i quite like if you can manage game week 26 just because he's got that definite double in 28 and and luton are probably quite likely to play in 29 my problem with Aston Villa is I think we need the Konza, we, we need a Konza update from Unai Emery this week to see how long he's out for because that might make a difference in terms of who is a good option to pick. So with Konza out of the, the picture, Diego Carlos should start most, um, get my words out, should start most games as the right-sided centre-back. So with Konza out, and obviously um, Mings has been out for most of the season, you would expect Cash, Diego Carlos, one of Pau Torres or Longley, mostly Pau Torres when he's fully fit, and then Luca Dean or Moreno on the left. So potentially you could go for Matty Cash as well, even though he's kind of been not a great pick, uh, well, a while ago, right? Around game weeks, whenever it was, 18, 19, when some of us owned him. Um, he wasn't such a good pick. But with if Konza's out, then he becomes a little bit better. But if Konza's going to be back in two or three game weeks, that then puts a spanner in the works because if you're bringing a Villa defender in, one of the reasons is because they play Forest at home in 26 and West Ham away in 29 and they've got Luton away in 27. So they cover a lot of weeks quite nicely. But if Conta's going to be back soon, then I don't think you can go for any of Diego Carlos or Matty Cash because long-term you might have to get rid of them again. And look, you could go for Pau Torres, who should be nailed as the left-sided centre-back. 
But the problem is he hasn't started a game. So will he definitely start the next one? Hopefully, but you can't be completely sure about that. So I think if you weren't going for Arsenal, the right answer is probably to go for Aston Villa. But there is a little bit of... I would I would say there's a little bit of uncertainty about wh- exactly which player to go for right now. I don't think you can go for a Bournemouth defender. I think it's too early. Because although they've got that great double in 28, it's Newcastle away this week, not great. And Man City at home in 26. You really want to be buying them in game week 27, which is Burnley away. And then you've, you've got that double of Sheffield United at home and Luton at home. They might play in 29, but it's, it's quite unlikely, I would say, for that game to be on. Um, so probably too early for them. And the only other team I've got down here is West Ham. But the West Ham defence has been so bad recently. I'm just not sure I'd want to go there for someone like Zuma, whoever it might be. Uh, he actually yeah, he only played 45 minutes. So I would need to double check why that was. Um, but anyway, let's just say a West Ham defender in general. Like, it's Forest away this week could be okay. Brent, the only thing about... I know I'm rambling a bit now. The only thing about West Ham over Villa is they've got home games in 26 and 29 which is quite nice, but they're Brentford at home in 26 and Villa at home in 29, so I'm not sure there's a clean sheet there. So I think I'd rather go for a Villa defender if you could. So I think it's tricky, right? So if I had to... Yeah, I think I would buy an Arsenal defender is probably the best option. If you can manage game week 26, I would go with Doughty from Luton because you get that extra fixture in 25 and 28. If you can, you need someone to play the whole way through. I'd probably go for Gabriel. If you really want a double game weeker, go for Regulon. I'm just a little bit unsure about Villa defenders right now. If on Friday Unai Emery says the cons is out for a few months, that changes things completely. Then I would look at Cash or Diego Carlos just to get me through until game week uh, 29. Hopefully that was helpful. As you can see, there's no perfect defender really. It all depends on which weeks you need to cover. So this question says, I don't have the funds for Haaland in the double. Is it worth using the free hit to get him in? And who would you captain if it can't be Haaland? So just on that second question, if I wasn't going to captain Haaland, I'd probably go to a Liverpool attacker, depending on what Klopp says about Salah. If he indicates that he could start against Brentford, that might put me off the Liverpool attackers a little bit, but I expect his first game back will be off the bench, so I'd probably go for Jota or Nunez. Um, on the first question, if I didn't have the, f- uh, the funds for Haaland, I would probably find a way to get them, because not only is he probably the best captain on paper this week, it's also the same for 26 as, uh, as well, right? Because he's got Bournemouth away. And you can't captain a Liverpool attacker that week because they haven't got a fixture. Neither does Spurs, so you can't go Son or someone like that instead. So Haaland, for most people, is going to be captain in 25 and captain in 26. You should probably find the funds. The problem with free hitting is you still won't have him in game week 26, right? So if you free hit in 25, in game week 26, you'll get the same team that you had in game week 24. So you'll still be without the funds and you'll only have one free transfer to kind of manage it. And again, maybe you haven't got an easy route, and if it's going to cost you like minus 12s, minus 16s to get Haaland in, maybe it's not quite so worth it. But I suspect for most people, it's not going to be that bad to get him. And I'd also consider your triple captain chip as well. If you think Haaland, sorry, Haaland is by far and away the best triple captain opportunity this season, that's another good reason to get him in because you can't free hit and triple captain in the same week. So I'm actually going to leave that one there. Hopefully you enjoyed it and found it useful. If you did, make sure to give the video a like and hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. And of course, if you're listening on podcast, rate five stars instead. 
as I mentioned at the start of the video, I did record this on Tuesday. So hopefully there was no major breaking news from the Man City game or anything else overnight. But if there was, I'm going to do team selection tomorrow and final thoughts on Friday. So any questions and stuff that I've missed, breaking news and that kind of stuff, I will cover. So no panic on that. Thank you very much for listening and watching this one. Give it a like if you haven't already. Hit that subscribe button. And I'll catch you again tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast Network.